Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cohen II, and with me, as always, is... Sesame, Sexy, and Carta. Have a pretty high opinion of yourself now, don't we? I'm feeling a little bit sexy, yeah. Okay. Uh, the reason why is because I'm like I'm a piece of technology, and I'm being controlled by a computer. Or I am a computer, rather. And, uh... My name stands for um, sentient it's, something. Uh, uh, sensual and, um, environmental control system. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which somehow means sexy. Yeah, somehow. Uh-huh. I, I'm not sure how I worked that out, but um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be sex, S E C S. Yeah. So why couldn't I just gone by sex instead of sexy? Oh, who knows? No matter. Uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Hard to say. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, years before there was, you know, Alexa and uh, Surrey, there was Sexy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Proto- a prototype. Yes. Uh, didn't didn't go too well, but um. So I mean, the the, the this film today that we're covering called The Urge to Kill, a.k.a. the, what was it, the... Attack of the Killer Computer. Attack of the Killer Computer, yes. Um, a film way ahead of its time, and yet somehow built behind the times as well. Because, <laughs> um, uh, you know, the, the, the concept is very, you know poignant to this day that you know technology if we give it too much power it might take over you know give it too much control you know it, it could oh, yeah. kill us it literally could yes yeah or kill us if we were you know scantily clad women yeah very specific targets yes, yes. um Oddly and gratuitously specific, yeah. Um, and so this film came out in 1989. So, really, years. it looked like it was like 1984. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was um, very um, behind its times and ahead of its times. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's directed by and written by Derek Ford, who is a British filmmaker known for movies such as The Swappers. Keep it up, <laughs> Jack. <laughs> Don't 
diversions. Um, the girl from Starship Venus. I am a groupie. No, I am. Well, that's the name of one of the movies. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. There was a, yeah. Um, What's up, nurse? What's up, <laughs> super doc? Um, The house that vanished. Computer husbands. <laughs> was that a companion piece to this one? I don't know. It came out in 72. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, he's really ahead of time there. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> first uh, writing credit was for a movie called Stork Talk in 1962. Okay. <laughs> and uh, then he's got, like, uh, you know, a study in terror, intrigue, armchair theater. He wrote the screenplay for one episode of the TV series The Saint, which was a big okay. British television series starring Roger Moore before he became James Bond. Right, yeah. So he did something of note. Yeah, I mean, that's... And, and by that, I mean he, he was, you know, the guy who wrote the screenplays to What's Up Nurse and What's Up Super Doc. Oh, yeah, of course. And <laughs> Don't Open Till Christmas. That's a good one, too. I want to see that one. Classic. I want to see all the movies he made. Yeah. I wonder if those um, DVDs that my friend Sean left me, um, left, not he didn't die or anything, but left me, uh, sounded kind of yes. weird, like, he left me in his will and testament, no, uh, where it's like a like um like each DVD had like ten or fifteen movies and there's like a stack of like a hundred of them and, and a lot of them were just really biz- what's that bizarre movies, yeah yeah a lot of them were like Italian horror movies but some of them were different I I, I yeah. gotta go through them and actually check out to see there's anything um, good we can cover for the future yeah oh god I, I still gotta go through there's so many movies in there I I gotta go on the other computer to probably check it out because my laptop CD player doesn't really work anymore so I can't really yeah you know, check anything there, but, but yeah. So, um, so back to the urge to kill. I have an urge to kill right now because the movie's so bad. No, not um, really. Um, initial thoughts here. I, I loved it. Un- unironically, I loved it. I thought it was one of the best movies I've seen in my life just because it's so bad, but it was, that's the it same was thing those- you said about Joshua and the, well, it's because I've been finding these movies that are just so <laughs> terrible, but it's like there's like a genius behind huh. the terribleness of it. It's it's very hard to describe. It's a very niche uh, feeling I get. So I know I said the same thing about Joshua and the Promised Land. It's true. Yeah, every movie I see that's bad like this becomes my new favorite bad movie. Mm-hmm. And then you know I'll go back, <laughs> you know I'll go back in time and watch the older ones. But no, this I thought this would. I thought this was like perfect, like how, like everything came together in like the worst way possible, which made it the best way possible. Yeah, in a very weird twist. Uh, like for example, you told me how they they had to dub in the whole audio because something messed up with the micro microphone or something like that. So they had to yeah. Well, like, basically, they did. Um, they 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 didn't have a microphone. So oh, I see. They 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 shot the entire movie 
was shot without sync sound, there was a tape recorder on set to act as a guide track. And then everything was dubbed later in um in, in ADR, which is audio dialogue replacement. Or automatic dialogue replacement. Whatever. It, and, you know, it, whatever it means. But you know, yeah. yeah so yeah. <laughs> you gotta imagine this is nineteen eighty nine when this movie came out. Uh-huh. So how many hours went into doing that? Like tedious like yeah, to try to match you know up I mean? the <laughs> match up the mouth movements and stuff. But the fact that what really helped probably in their dubbing process was the fact that everybody delivered their lines like they were reading a cue card. So, um, <laughs> yes, it helped. Yes. yes. And it did help. Like, what is going on here? There is someone hiding in the studio. Show yourself. Yeah. You know, stuff like that, you know? Yeah. So... <laughs> Let's get into this. All right. Okay. Let's do it. What um what happens here? Oh my god. So there's this dude who's a music producer. His name was Bono or Bono. Bono. I forgot his name. Bono Zaro. That's right. Bono Zaro. Definitely yes. not a fake name. And uh or he, Zorro. He's like this... But they pronounced it Zaro, but it's it's spelled Zorro like the like the yeah, it's it, it's like he's 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 the he's the um lost you know child of Zorro and Sonny Bono, yeah um yes, <laughs> that's that's why yeah that would have been another addition to the movie that would make it better but uh uh-huh. he's like you know your your sleazy music producer who you know basically you know have sex have sex with the uh, you know upcoming you know female artists that want to you know break into the business basically. You know, unfortunately, during that era, that was not seen as, like, being, like, bad or uncommon. I mean, it was seen as sleazy, but it wasn't, like, seen as, yeah. like, a crime, essentially. It was like, oh, well, that's that's what you got to do to break into business sometimes. It's got to take your lumps, you know, and whatever type of thing. So there's this girl named Melanie who's hiding in the studio late at night when they're, like, doing some mixing or whatever. And, um, you know, they catch her and then... Yeah, you know, she wants she wants Bono Zaro to listen to her her uh, demo tape, and then Which like, we never get to hear. Yeah. We never get to hear ever because he keeps promising to listen to it and he never does. And then uh, you know, because he just wants to screw her, you know. And um, his partner, the dude who works with them in the studio, he's like, "I'm going, like, hey, hey, like enjoy your time, you know, type of thing." Because like, you know, they make these little lines like sleazy lines where it's like hey you know like where does she come from it's like i don't know but i know where she's going you know all this kind of just ugh, you know sleazy. And then, then there's like a part where he tries to he puts on some music and gets her tries to get her to dance and uh says to her and she says i used to be a dancer oh of course and, I'm then, like, oh boy. and then his response is great i used to be a virgin yeah, I remember that. I'm like, oh my god, dude! The moment like, I saw that, I I turned off the movie for a bit because I was like, what the fuck is this? Well, that's the thing. This movie was essentially a softcore pornography film masquerading as like an actual movie. Well, it's like, I had no what they idea. called sexploitation films. Yeah, I had um, no idea when I thought of it. I just thought it was going to be some bad, you know, computer killer movie. And here I am is like basically like every other scene. There's like nude breasts, like for like three minutes straight. Like, you know, like. Tim, I'll tell you, I, I, I took uh, um, 
a history of cult film um, class when I was in uh, college. And uh, I saw movies weirder than this. So it's not bad, you know, like a lot of like, we saw like sexploitation films, exploitation, you know, like indie films that were cult films and like just like experimental films, different things that were all weird. But this is up there with a lot of those that I saw in that class. So yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are weirder movies. I mean, every time uh-huh. you find a weird movie, you could find a weirder one and just kind of oh yeah, go down the rabbit hole until there's nothing left, you know. But like, um, yeah. So he basically, you know, promises that you know, he might maybe ever so slightly listen to her tape as long as she fucks him. So they go to his uh, apartment which is like all like tricked out with the computer like he's like obsessed with also too so so he's friends with the uh what they call like a, a madam or a madame i guess or i'm not pronouncing See, I, I, I never got that what her what her uh so, so she was a madam i think so i mean i didn't look it up but i'm pretty sure she was Cause, because cause they never really spelled out what his relationship well, to this woman was you know, because she always has access to sex workers that can call them at will. Uh-huh. It just seems like, and plus too, it, it seemed like they implied that they have this sort of working relationship where whenever a, a young woman who wants to be a musician, he kind of nudges her in the direction of the madam so that she can become one of her new sex workers. Ah, okay. Thinking, I, I missed that somehow. I was yeah, just trying I to figure out like... Said, because I, I mean, it's also kind of implied, and I wasn't sure that like she has a thing for for Bono. Well, that yeah. was also implied too that even though this is her business, that she caught feelings for him, which is you know not what she's supposed to do because she wants to, you know, run her business. But it does it does yeah, it did seem that she, you know, was actually kind of falling for him a little bit, which I'm not sure why because the guy's total sleazebag. But then again, she's also a madam, so. I mean, he, you, know, he, he, you know, not to go on looks or anything, he's not even really that good looking either. So I'm no, just trying to figure this out. Like, um, <laughs> I mean, it's somewhat, you know, this charming. is like, a, you know, the, the eighties, it's not like he's Don Johnson or something. He's just some kind of, you know, just, just some dude. Yeah, yeah. Who, um, he almost kind of reminds me, I don't know if it's the same guy or not, probably not, but there was this movie ended from, I think it was 2003 and it was about the adult film star, uh, as his name was like Johnny Watt or something like that. I don't remember. And it was a movie about his life, and basically, got the name of the movie too. But basically, he ends up kind of running afoul with this guy who was like a really rich dude who was like one of his biggest fans, and he was like the the Johnny guy became like addicted to drugs and stuff, and he was kind of hanging around like a bunch huh. of drug addicts. He kind of wanted to be a part of their crew, but they didn't really fully accept them. So he's like, oh, I know this guy who's really rich. We can rob his his house or whatever because he always gives me the key to his house. It kind of looked like that actor. I doubt it's really him, but it no, kind of looked this like... this uh, actor stopped acting in 1992. Okay, probably because of this movie. But, uh, um, but... Or, or stop. Uh, hold on a second. Oh, actually, let me see. Actor. He... Yeah, it looks like 1992 was his last uh, acting thing, and that was just one movie. Out that that there was a movie called Carry On Columbus. It was the okay. last movie, but there was a Carry On series of uh, films in Great Britain that were like these comedy things. They all the 
the movie started with Carry On, and they were like, oh, these, I see. yeah, and uh, they were about like historical events and stuff, and they were like, you know, really supposed to be funny. I've never seen any of them, but uh, yeah, but he played the shaman in that. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but he died in two thousand eight. Name is Peter okay. Peter Gordino. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, I like that name. It's a cool name. Yeah. So he's got this tricked out house. You know, but everything runs on computer. Even even the door shutting. Apparently, he can't just open and shut a door on his own. He has to have a computer do it for him. And you know, he's kind of showing off. You know, his gadgets and whatnot. And uh, you know, he sleeps with the the you know the woman who wants you know him to listen to her tape. He uh he kind of likes her a little bit, so he has her stay in his home while he goes to work or do some business or whatever. And then uh, you know, that th- he said that he'll listen to her tape, you know, when he he gets back, you know, in the evening. So she ends up calling one of her friends, one of her girlfriends over, like you you have no, you'll never guess whose house I'm in right now, type of thing, you know. And so like they kind of have like you know a lesbiany kind of well maybe not lesbian I guess kind of moment where they fool around with each other and um the the other woman goes to take a shower and then the water turns into like acid i'm guessing and like I, pretty much just like burns her face off or yeah it burns her to the point where she goes down the drain yeah so basically i'm thinking it's like acid yeah because who sexy is basically cleaning up her crime scene essentially and um yeah did you I, I think i looked it up and to to completely dissolve a human body it has to be at the temperature of like a hundred thousand degrees so i uh, yeah i'm pretty sure it was not just hot water um <laughs> yeah because <laughs> otherwise that would also disintegrate probably the, the everything else too yeah. not just so yeah it's probably acid you know so then yeah but the, you know, the acid like dissolved the I don't know. Yeah, probably, yeah, it was probably just some like, stupid thing they came yeah. up with. But, yeah, so she, the sexy, dissolves uh, the woman, you know, and then uh, uh, Melanie can't uh, find her. So she starts uh, looking for her. No, sorry, I got it wrong. No, no, no. Okay, okay. No, I got this fucked up. So, no, her friend was in a tanning booth. Yeah, she dissolved in there. Yeah, the laser, like, basically burned her tits off and then it caused her to explode or whatever and then and then melanie was the one i think who took the which shower. is an old trope that is in like every you know movie ever yeah and the movie you were talking about earlier is called wonderland um it starred val kilmer um as john, oh, yeah, right, as john holmes um john holmes yeah okay. yeah um yeah so i i was pretty sure that that's what you're talking about so i had to look it up so yeah, yeah, okay. yeah Anyways, that movie. Just in case anybody was interested, <laughs> that's a really super true intense story. movie. Yeah, you gotta be in the right mood for that movie because it's it's very okay. intense. I, I not... remember when it came out; it took me like three settings to watch it. So yeah, yeah, it's um, it's it's not a it's not like a leisurely watch. No. it's not. It's very very intense. Yeah, and uh, because you know he was basically he probably murdered someone even though he was acquitted. But you yeah. know it's 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 the whole thing. But uh. He, um, I'm trying to remember that the Bellamy died from the shower. Or was it someone else later on? I don't remember. Someone died from a shower. I it, know that was, much. Melanie died in the shower. Okay, that was um, her. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think a couple people died in the shower because I yeah, think there was so a, there was another woman later that did. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Because there's like so many naked women in this movie, it's hard to keep um, track. But uh, yeah. So, so yeah, him, him, and um, uh, his friend, Madame, Madame, Madame the Madame. What's her name? Up their name? Uh, what, was it Jane? Uh, Jane. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Jane. He's basically like trying to show off Melanie to Jane, like, <laughs> like, like, like a trophy, basically. And then they get to the house, and then they, he can't find her, and like. This goes on for like five to ten minutes, like just wasting time. Like she's got to be in here somewhere. I wonder where she could have been. And it's just like, okay, we get it. You can't find her. Like, like you don't need to look for her in real time, as if we're like in the room with them. Like it's a movie. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. But I... the movie was only eighty minutes long, so they had to fill time. So <clears throat> it's yeah. There's a lot of lot a lot of filler in this movie. Um. Yeah, Jane was played by Sarah Hope Walker, who I'm trying to figure out if is the same person who's also a novelist now. So <laughs> she looks really familiar. I know that much. She, yeah. Um, what? But was, um, it's not her. Um, She was in Don't Open Till Christmas, I believe. But okay. <laughs> they, there's two Sarah Hope Walkers on IMDb, and they've got them mixed up somewhat, I think. so. Oh, I yeah. see. Okay. So, because I think one of them is the author, and then one of them is not, and it's like they credited the wrong one, certain things. Right. So, anyways, so, yeah. No, I mean, that's, yeah. that's fine. I was wondering. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, um, oh, man, I don't know. It's like he just goes on and on, like, and she... She kind of did like the 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 foreshadowing early in the movie because she was talking to one of her, um, you know, one of her um, sex workers or maybe one of like another madame, you know. And she's like, "Oh, like men and their toys or whatever." I swear to God, like he's he can't do anything without sexy or whatever or yeah or like maybe maybe she's jealous, you know, like these little like hints, you know, whatever of like. You know, well, I mean, it's, the, it's like you know what's happening based on the alternate title to the movie, anyways. Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Attack of the Killer Computer, but it's like you need to throw it in your face even more. Like it's just the plot of the movie, and, and, so, and yeah, then, he, then it's also there's one point where like after uh, his after uh, Melanie and her friend, you know, basically disappear and they can't find them after they were killed. <laughs> um, I think it was after that that. Uh, that Jane and him are talking and they talk about women and they talk about the fact that they're like Kleenex and they're disposable. No. <laughs> that, yeah. That, that made me cringe so much. <laughs> I know. Like, she was, she's staying at because she's a yeah. madam. She didn't care. She's, yeah. She makes money from these sex workers, you know, give the shit, you know, type mm -hmm. of thing. It's just a very weird arrangement. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like Kleenex. Use, sure. them, use them once and throw them away or something like that. They yeah, it's, like, this yeah. dude was definitely a sex addict for sure. Yeah. that's the other thing I got to say. So while Melanie was doing her little dance for him, he was calling up Jane, basically uh -huh. asking her if she could, like, you know, do him a solid or maybe he could do her a solid. No pun intended. Yeah. But, like, you know, sorry, that was a little boom, boom, you know, kind of thing. But uh -huh. uh, <laughs> a little bit on the nose, you know, but, like, and she's like, dude, well, like, that's I'm the way you bed. like it. Huh? Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. You know, but like, she's like, dude, I'm in bed. It's three in the morning. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not yeah, doing yeah. this. So it's like, he's calling her up while Melanie's already doing a little strip tease, not really strip tease, but doing like a somewhat exotic dance for him. And it's like, dude, like, how much do you need sex? Like, this is uh -huh. a little bit like of a problem at this point. Maybe seek counseling, you know, preferably not a female counselor because he probably try to, 
do something with that person too, you know, oh, yeah. but like, but yeah, you know, and then, so, you know, she, she invites some girls over that probably, you know, one of her workers. And that's the other thing too. So he's really creepy in the sense, I mean, everything he does is creepy, but he's also creepy in the sense that he films everything that goes on in his house with these ladies. And then, or sexy does. Or, or sex he does, but he watches. And then, so he he brings Melanie over, and he's showing her a video of him with two other ladies, like, to, like, impress her, I guess. I don't know. And then, um, so that, that kind of comes in later on when Jane calls in these girls, and, like, one of them's supposed to be, I guess, like, a submissive type person or whatever, and, like, the other is supposed to be, like, her boss or whatever. I don't know what term yeah. you use. Like, but not only that, they there's they put out a video of them, I guess both of them mud wrestling. I think it was them mud wrestling. That was later okay. on the mud wrestling thing. Oh, okay. And so like he's watching that at the same time as yeah, it's just a whole weird thing. It's like, dude, can you not get enough of this shit? Like, I mean so the like the the two ladies, you know, who are doing like I guess like a submissive thing or whatever. You know, afterwards, you know, he's kind of just playing with her, like, in the hot tub or, like, you know, like, jacuzzi or whatever. Like, you know, after they've done their thing, now they're just kind of acting like regular people or whatever. And then um, Sexy, I guess, releases, like, kind of some kind of gas or something that kind of makes them pass out, I guess. And um, the uh, Jane wakes up from it, you know, saves Bono, who's, like, head's currently in the water. And, um, you know, takes him out of the water. And then she tries to bring out the other girl, but all, all that's left of her are her arms because everything else has been disintegrated, I guess, from, like, I guess the acid thing or whatever. I hate it when and that happens. Then, and then Bono doesn't believe her. He thinks that he just, she just had a dream or maybe she got high or, well, you know, whatever. Like, no, I saw it. It really happened. And, it, you know, sexy is, like, making everyone paranoid i guess like 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 i guess making him think that jane is trying to like kill him or i don't know whatever subvert him and then like she's playing like mind games via her computer powers which i'm not sure how being a computer would allow you to brainwash people because that's more of like a like well, a thought thing like i, don't I, know. I read that the the next update for surrey <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Siri brainwashes you. Got it. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> good thing I don't have Siri or Alexa on my phone. Or so maybe I'm I not... didn't read that. Or maybe you didn't. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe I'm not maybe allowed to say not. that I read it. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> the other cool thing about this is that sexy occasionally will show up in human form to us, the viewer, and she's like green and it's got this really fucked up hair and weird, weird yeah. ass makeup on her face. Yeah, weird ass. <laughs> And like she'll she'll occasionally pop up pop it, you know to, like she'll do like this little thing, and that's supposed to symbolize her like fucking with Bono's brain to like make him forget to yeah. make him get worried about Jane. So they're basically are kind of like being suspicious of each other because Sexy's trying to basically she kind of well we're led to believe that Sexy is jealous of the women and wants Bono to himself. There is a twist at the end that kind of disproves this theory, but. This is kind of the what we're kind of being led to believe so far, you know, is that she just doesn't like these women because they're, you know, yeah. they're vying for his attention and that 
you know, each should be hers and hers alone. And so, um, at one point he does actually kind of believe Jane that like, maybe, maybe sexy has become sort of sentient or whatever. Mm. And they try to, um, every time he tries to like open the door or whatever, he'll get like an electrical shock when they go into like the, the mainframe, which is like a, a whole computer thing from that era. Everything was about the mainframe back then. Like we got to hack into the mainframe. What is the mainframe? No one ever explains what the mainframe is, but it's a, you, you hear it all the time in movies about computers all the way from like the eighties into like the early two thousands, always about the mainframe. I, I'm tired of hearing about the mainframe. Tell me what it is. And then, you know, we'll be done with it. But well, no, that never, mainframe, never next main mainframe is a large high speed computer, especially one supporting numerous workstations or peripherals. Okay. Okay, the well, central processing unit <laughs> of a primary memory of a computer. So it, it, all computers have a mainframe. Okay, well now I know. Uh, but now but, 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 but like nowadays they're not like uh, you know, like my the computer that I'm recording this on right now, um, has a mainframe, but yeah. it's not you know the size of my bedroom, you know. So it's, yeah, exactly. It's not like this huge computer. Yeah. You know, system. <laughs> so Bono tries to, you know, um, turn off the computer. He also gets shocked again. Uh, you know, obviously sexy's not going down without a fight. And uh <clears throat> you know, she does some more shit and kind of forgot. Uh, it's it's you want to take it away from here because I'm kind of forgetting a little bit of uh um, So that at you know, like okay, so 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 the you know the the two we we already we lost the two chicks who came over. Yeah. They're dead. Um, yeah, they're all dead. <laughs> yeah, they're all dead. Um, later on, two other women show up randomly, which sexy allows in for some reason, even though she's acting. Yeah, all that's the weird jealous. thing too. If I'm yeah, saying. and um, they end up watching this uh, wrestling, this mud wrestling thing on on the TV, but it's actually a scene from a 1983 film called Hellcat Mud Wrestling. <laughs> Wrestle, mud wrestlers. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. So. Um, Wow. Yeah. They, uh, they're watching that and then the, they're acting like cats and wrestling in front of the TV while that's happening. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot and, about that. Yeah. And then, um, at, at one point, I don't know if it was before or after this, uh, sexy pretends to be Jane and has sex with, uh, Bono. Yes, that's right. So he thinks he had sex with her and not sexy. So I'm trying to, yeah. I'm kind of confused by that. Like, so is sexy a sentient being? Is she also a, like, a physical being too? I'm, I don't, I, does she have physical uh, form? Yeah, there was never really a clear explanation yeah. as to that. Um, so Jane is in, in a, while this is happening, she's in, she's in this room and there's like clothes in there randomly. And I just wanted to point out something. She, so, so she's naked. And she puts on these clothes, like this kind of like workout outfit, yeah. like with these like skin tight pants and a and like a, a sports bra sort of thing. Yeah. And then there's also a belt there, and she randomly puts that on. She's like worried yeah. about her life. Yeah, I know. And but, I saw but that it has to be with... fashionable because putting She's that not... belt on was completely unnecessary. It was. I I see. At first, I wondered. If she was dressing like that to like show Bono that she was the real 
Jane yeah. or something like that. But then, yeah, the belt thing, I'm like, okay, that was kind of unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> I understand she was trying to get out of the house and she didn't want to, like, you know, run out of the house naked, which I get. But the thing is, is you didn't have to take time to put that belt on on top of it. I know. Because it's it's not like a physical belt that, like, goes into belt loops or anything. It's just a, you know, a fashion belt that goes around yeah, uh, around, the- around you like the uh, WWE, you know, heavyweight champion belt or something, you know? It's like... Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but, um, so the, uh, so, so she, she's trying to get out and there's like this old car from the previous owners in the garage because, you know, when you sell a house, you just leave the car behind. Yeah. I mean, that happens all the time. Sure. Um, yeah. And so previous owner was left in the car. Yeah. And, uh, she's trying to figure out what to do to get out and she, but, but, uh, the, the garage door won't open because it's controlled by the computer as well. Cause everything is. Yeah. And, um, she can't get out and, uh, sexy tries to run her over with the car. Which that was weird because how could she control the car's computer if that's not part of the actual house that's been rigged to, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, I mean, Suri and, uh, Alexa can control cars. Okay. But this movie didn't seem to be like it took place in the future. This was, no. 19, this was 1989. Right. So I don't know. I mean, but plus too, he didn't actually drive that car. That was his junk and his yeah, words. That was so lower. Yeah, and, whatever. And, and the fact that it. it was just sitting there, I mean, yeah. the, the battery was probably dead and like other things, you know, it probably didn't work. So. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's just the movie, movie magic. Uh, yeah. I was waiting for, yeah. for, for the, for her to get into the car and escape and like just drive the car through the garage door. That's what I wanted to see happen. I and mean, that would make sense. But yeah, yeah, I was hoping that because, because Jane for all her flaws was the only character I actually wanted to live. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I could care less about all the rest of them, especially Bono or especially Bono. Bono. Yeah, Bono, she... Bono. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Bono. Sorry. Not Bono. Yeah. yeah Bono from you too is not in the movie. No. Um, Darn it. He, he's not the sleazy record producer. Yeah. He's just a regular record producer. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, Jane tries to kill Sexy with the the uh, hatchet. I mean, like a uh, cleaver. Yeah, by hitting the wires, and then Sexy makes the wires basically tie her up and choke her to death. Essentially, yeah, they, 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 they grow and they kind of like wrap around her like they're like some kind of like sentient um like uh, I don't know vines or something, you know. So. Yeah, weird. it was. My whole thing is, why was sexy allowing some of the stuff to happen where she could potentially lose this fight, like the arms, for example, like the lady's arms, or for example, the clothes? That was the other thing. So, sexy was able to burn the woman in the in the tanny booth to a to like nothing, but yet left her clothes there. Okay, well, why didn't she? Well, well the the. the... The woman in the tanning bed, the tanning bed was controlled by sexy, but I think outside of that, you know, like just the floor or wherever the clothes are. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't do it yeah. about that. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, uh-huh. Well, that would be true though, because, but the ending's a little bit different because the ending is, she does have control and that's not computer related. So yeah, go, go ahead and uh, talk about oh, that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. So basically, the ending of this very short film, by the way, it's only it's only eighty minutes long, and the credits are about three minutes. And you yeah, got all this film time. So we're really only looking at 
maybe an hour of actual stuff going on in the movie. And uh, so, yeah, she kills Jane by, you know, tying her up with the wires, you know, choke her. And then so she's dead. And then uh, she does like this sort of like hypnosis on Bono to forget everything that's that happened so that, you know, it's as if none of this ever happened because all the bodies are moved and things like that yeah and then right and she's like doing this thing like everything is okay everything's going to be fine you know like this sort of hypnotic thing and then she throws them into like the tv killing them. and that's the end of the movie that's it that's that's the end of (laughs) and his screaming is like hilarious oh yeah the screaming yeah it's right it, it starts to get higher pitched when he's inside the tv yes it's right like it's not even his like like it's like they took his voice and pitched it up yeah yeah. 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 So um that's, that's the movie. It's the whole movie right there. Mm-hmm. Not not a lot going on really, except for the the nude scenes. Pretty much took up about half the movie. Yeah. So there are only three reviews for this movie on the Internet Movie Database. Well, do you want to hear one or two of them? Uh, yeah, do both. Yeah, sure, we'll do uh, both. Okay, some of them. Okay. First one Maybe, is yeah. a, there's a nine out of ten. Okay. From El Wormo. Um, This was on March 8th of 2017. The headline is, Hey, you, come out from behind that box. Um, A record producer with the improbably epic name Bono Zorro has (laughs) wired his groovy bachelor pad up to a voice-activated computer which can do things like turn lights on and run a bath at his command. It's a central environmental control system. It's a, it's a central environment control system. He tells one uh, budding young pop starlet, or sexy for short, um, <laughs> get it? No. Oh, yeah, it is sexy. Like, if you, if you go with central environment control system okay sexy yeah, i guess okay it still doesn't make sense um no um let's just say what bono zoro lacks in acronym skills he's more th- makes up for with his ability to coax hot young vixens back to his lair and into his jacuzzi however sexy which is basically an Amstrad computer with a TV and a box of random lights attached, <laughs> which is true. Soon yeah. gets uh, jealous of of uh, Bono and his uh, female friends and starts to spoil the fun. This is truly mesmerizing. This is a truly mesmerizing slice of hilarious, the crap nineteen eighties cheese, wonky dubbing, ludicrous script, almost zombie like acting. Everyone involved comes off like the worst actor ever. It's a Gareth Mangini Dark Place episode, but for real. From what I've read, the film had a troubled history and possibly never even came out, but seems to have now been given some form of release under the title Urge to Kill, but it's... Title Attack of the Killer Computer makes more sense. The pick of 
the pic of a dark-haired woman holding an axe, which currently is displayed on the IMDb thumbnail, seems to be artwork from the DVD release, but has nothing to do with the movie at all. I, I recommend yeah. I recommend you go to the IMDb page and look at that if you haven't any. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. It's got it has to nothing do. to do with it. It's like a model holding an axe with a skull next to her and stuff, and she's why didn't they just bloody. do a picture sexy? I mean, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I found some better <laughs> posters for the movie. So okay, um, so um, I'm not going to read this other one. That's another a three out of ten because it's like really long. It's like somebody decided to write a a novel <laughs> about a crappy okay. 1989 movie. And um, <laughs> the one thing I do like is they they com- they compare sexy to synergy from the Gem and the Holograms cartoon. Uh, okay. I don't know if you've ever watched Gem and the Holograms. But, yeah, I um, remember. Yeah. Synergy was like the computer that ran things and controlled things, and I'm just like, yeah, okay. Um, But she didn't kill people, did she? No. Yes, on Saturday mornings they were <laughs> Oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it's good you compared it. I was wondering why. I wanted to, you know. <laughs> they did do a live... I, I want to cover it sometime because I heard it's really bad, but a live-action Gem movie. Yeah, um, I remember seeing a trailer for that. Then, like, they only... Yeah. It, the it, bombed. it was like in the theaters for like like three days or something. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, um, it uh, looks horrible, but they should do a remake of it as a horror film. Um, that would be cool. Yeah, so here's a three out of ten. See it to believe it from Leo F. Wine Draca on January 9th of t- this year of 2023. Okay. The urge to kill is a bargain basement slice of trash from Derek Ford, the sexploitation director known for fare such as the wife swappers and keep it up, Jack. For his final movie, he unwisely decided on his on this supernatural slasher in which a record executive's high-tech computer goes all hell, like in uh, 2001 no, A Space no. Odyssey. That's a good comparison. And begins mm-hmm. bumping off his uh, conquests. Never mm-hmm. released and shot on video. This is a cheap and silly little effort, mainly designed to uh, showcase nudity from a succession of blonde bimbos characters. The hero, Bono Zorro, or Bodo Zorro, I'm sorry, I keep wanting to say Bono, as played by... Uh, Dancer with little acting ability has to be one of the sleaziest in all of cinema. Yeah, it yeah. is. So, um, yeah, that's uh, one review. Um, there's this website called Letterboxd.com, which people are probably familiar with. They got some reviews on there um, that I found. This one cool. here set by... Uh, Reviewed by Bleeding Skull, which is another uh, website that uh, like uh, covers like horror films and stuff. Yeah, um, it's not the coke filled or coke fueled. I mean, I'm sorry, 24 hour party you expect from a movie about a possessed computer belonging to a porn hound producer. Truth be hey. told, the urge to kill hasn't the strongest urge to kill. Would-be victims lounge around in the jacuzzi and spend much time wondering if they should call the super 
they should they right. should but they don't there are long periods where people shuffle around the house or talk on the phone the movie feels like death spa's british lethargic cousin who hey. hung over from an actual coke field 24 hour party that you somehow weren't invited to but even think- though the urge to kill is plotting and repetitive at times it's still got surprises and plenty of sleaze there's a handful of creative kills including death by toothbrush oh yeah i forgot about that one oh yeah yeah death by all electric toothbrush which you know next time i use my electric toothbrush i'm gonna be kind of a little scared here yeah um, and the camera often rests serenely on nipples there's also a scene where an S&M escort licks every single one of Bono's greasy fingers. Oh, God, that's right. I forgot about that. This uh, sequence unfolds in real time, and yeah. it is at once magnetic and nauseating. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a interesting review there. Okay, I so... I put that out of my mind. I forgot about that. <laughs> so <laughs> any final thoughts here before we wrap things up? No man, uh, I'll just recommend it. I think it's great. I think it's I think it's like a perfect movie, really. To be honest, uh, uh, it's just it's so bad, man. But you gotta hand it to the people who come up with this stuff. I mean, these ideas and just go plow through. Go ahead with making <laughs> with like a shoestring budget. It looks like um, so. That's yeah. just that's just me. It's my recommendation. You don't want to watch it? That's fine. Okay, but. <laughs> My, I would my, my only stray thought besides of anything was like, I really loved the noises of the computer for some reason. Oh yeah. They were so like old school, like, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just so stupid. No, I don't totally. Yeah. I, I want to find love... like that noise and use it in like a cheesy <laughs> movie or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I have no other thoughts about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is what it is. And, um, so, um, folks, uh, just, uh, be sure to, uh, check out our T public, our Patreon, um, you know, give us a five-star review on Apple podcast, you know, so Suri doesn't kill me. Hank. Cause that's what she told me. She told you, yeah. Yeah. If 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 she does, you know, we will never have more episodes. Yep. So give us a five star review, so we can. Yeah. And um, you know, or anywhere else you can review it. Um. Also, uh, share the show with your friends. Subscribe where you can. Go to all two real two dot com. Yeah, links to all of the different places you can hear us. Um. Besides where you're listening right now if you decide you want to switch up. But if not, this seems to be working for you, I bet. You know, this place that you, the listener, are listening right now is the best place for you to listen to it. Yes, best place in the world. But we also have a YouTube if you want to listen to it there. (laughs) (laughs) So check that out and subscribe and share. Just share. Share the heck out of it. Check, share the share the heck out of our show. <laughs> I don't know where this voice come from, but um, anyways, <laughs> yeah. 
um, be kind to each other, you know, be kind to your technology or it might kill you. It's true. Yes. You know, make sure your computer's turned off before you, you know, tramp around with some scantily clad women. In your yes. Can't make sure you do that. Um, <laughs> Because you never know, wow. your 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 laptop might come alive and kill you. Yeah. Yes. But um, you know, remember, there is two people out there. There are two people out there that love you. That's me and Sesame. Yep. And until next time, folks. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com.